Yeah, Stored yeah, Should we yeah, kick off I'm not excited about this one, but I've prepared a couple of things. So. <laughs> excited about that. What a sell. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the tease we put up on socials. That's also what he said before the creation of both kids. <laughs> <laughs> Get into Gate. This is episode 185. We are talking Stargate Atlantis. The Get into Gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, we got Brendan. Hey, mate. We got Matty. I was expecting that one. Shit. I'm just, I, it just, just who's up over on my screen? Up, so up. that's it. That's it. Like uh, Matty, what's doing? Hello, hello, hello. And we saved the filthy for last. That one we can guarantee. It's, uh, it's Jaws. It's Big Daddy. What's happening, big fella? Greetings, gentlemen. I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> We've actually got you on there. I know this. If you're only listening on the podcast, then we've uh, this is this is going to go right over your heads. But this is this. I feel like we're coming to you from from. It's very well lit, but the dungeon you're always telling us about. Usually we get you like in the <laughs> yeah. in the in the people room, the living room uh, on the cameras. Yeah. But you're actually sitting down on a nice little black couch, dimly lit. Um, yeah. What you don't know that tearaway behind him is actually just all like the paddles and riding crops and hand carts. It's all there. It's all just there, just mounted on the wall in black leather. So you did see that screenshot from before. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to cover that shit. Well, we are talking Stargate Atlantis, the gift. Look, this has been a long time coming for us off here. If you're listening back to back with these episodes, it's not going to mean anything. And uh, we get a little bit of a teaser, as you heard at the top of the episode. Brendan, not entirely excited, but he's made some notes. He's prepared. So let's get into the synopsis of the episode, see what it's about, and then we'll see uh, what excites or not excites Brendan. So very much. When terrifying nightmares about the wraith haunt Taylor, she visits the city's psychologist and learns that she can sense the wraith. Determined to discover more, she leads a small team on a mission to a planet from which victims of the Wraith miraculously return. There they uncover what appears to be a genetics laboratory. Could Taylor's connection to the Wraith be the result of genetic experimentation? Question mark? I feel like the Atlantis like synopsis are always like two sentences too long. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Great. revealing. Mm. They left me wanting more in SG1 synopsis. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, you know, boom, it was concise to the point yeah whereas I mean, they're never ones, good just... but yeah it's, it's more of a summary it's more of a summary like this is what happens mm. for the entire episode it was weird it. for me because um today i started to watch this in in the car while i was parked waiting for my dentist appointment Ooh. and obviously this this episode starts with a dream within a dream like inception right the like double wedding film inception so i go and for some reason i just had a, a mind blank i couldn't remember the name of the episode so I do this, I go hit my the car play for Siri. I go, hey Siri, what Chris Nolan film stars Leonardo DiCaprio? Here's one of their movies. Yeah, and, and because it was attached to the car, it goes, hmm, it seems like there is no Chris Nolan film starring Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I tried to do a video, but it didn't record Siri when it, on the phone. Yeah. So it's, I'm going to have to get it and add it in i was hoping it would do it then but it came up immediately with inception and you and dreamt it this whole time like the the idea of the movie inception actually yeah. planted <laughs> in your head 
by a subsequent Christopher Nolan film. So <laughs> if anything, it was Tenet and it, yeah. it weren't reverse. <laughs> you feel like you've already seen a movie that hasn't yeah. been invented yet. That's amazing. See, Maddie, oh, the, Maddie, this is the brilliance of Christopher Nolan, mate. Yeah, you so, wouldn't even know. And then it happened backwards like Memento. So. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, see, full circle. <laughs> full circle. That's his next film, actually, is full circle. Well, he's, he's, he's gonna come, he's gonna come full circle and let a movie play out linearly for once. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Sick burn, and... Maddie. Nolan's made billions. <laughs> he's, he's on, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be Nolan. So, so is Jeff Bezos, and he's still a piece of shit. So <laughs> I'll be Nolan. True. Oh, don't, hey, don't so I've, oh, I've got a I've got a really bad joke for you. About are you ready? You ready? You ready? Season one of Atlantis feels like Christmas. Do you know why? Because there's always that one gift you wish you could return. Oh, oh it's a euro. I see. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. I'm gonna get lead into like getting felt up by Uncle Matt. <laughs> like, it's like every Christmas I just get grabbed by Uncle Matt. <laughs> I was about 25 minutes into this episode and I thought, wow, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Do you think Mitch is the new guy? Like, was it? I know there was a few little insights, especially it wasn't until the kind of second half that it got a little bit more exciting. But mm. And also given that, you know, it's been so long since we've recorded an episode, how many attempts did it did it take for you to actually get all the way through this episode? Well, yeah, it's that's, that's <laughs> three, Joss is saying. Genuinely three. <laughs> Genuinely three. <laughs> the dream within a dream trope, like that's just like Inception perfected it. But before then, it was a sci-fi trope, like and a horror movie trope more than anything. Mm. So as, so as soon as it came up, I'm like, hang on, why is there like I couldn't remember the episode. I'm like, why is there a race trying to cop a feel from Taylor? Mm. Oh, she was dre- uh, oh, oh, <laughs> a dream within a dream that ends on a jump scare too. I mean, yeah, I had a jump scare too. I was like, oh, the, oh all wait, the no, sorry, sorry. I mean, the, the directing was phenomenal. It was directed by Peter Deloise. The directing was phenomenal. It was just really poor, poor uh, writing. That's yeah, that's what it was. P Diddy. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. The directing was like, while technically capable just atrocious and cliched throughout the whole episode sorry sorry pete so you gotta tell you what i wanted to see from pete was when um sga2 or whatever they are sg2 of atlantis when came back from the world i wanted to see like the whole team comes back and they're kind of shooting through the gate and there's things shooting back at them and then they go you know raise the shield instead of close the iris but while I wanted the dart to kind of at least half come through and then mm. they raise a shield and then half the dart slide through the gate room or something like that. We never see anything like that. Yeah. Well, they, didn't have, they didn't have the budget for that. Budget, yeah, stupid well, TV yeah, budgets. I understand that. Mm. But we never see anything like that in yeah. Atlantis. The irony being three, four, and five um, were the only show. Yeah, the irony being that no spoilers for Mitch is there's actually like half a wraith dart prop that they build for next season like yeah. they could have done that with and they don't mm. yeah it would have been so cool mm. to but do mitch, more we, shit like mitch that. we cut you off what were your uh first timer thoughts for uh the gift? Mate. oh no it was funny brennan saying that he, he he stopped it at the 25 minute mark because um when you talk about how how many times it took us to watch this for me it was two but the first time was when we were scheduled to record four weeks ago so i watched 
I thought about 32, 33 minutes uh, of it about a month ago when I'm, I was making lunch for my kid and just sort of like back and forth, putting like peanut butter on a sandwich, watching this episode. And it felt very, every, every like five or six minutes felt like the five or six minutes previous to it, like throughout the episode, very repetitive. Mm-hmm. And then I had to press stop and go pick up the other kids from school or something. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to it later. And that later, like that was in another house. I now live in a different house than when I started this episode. <laughs> Let me put it that way, okay? <laughs> That's how long it took me to watch I, this. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna what say, a I'm, glowing I was, review. I was gonna say I've had another kid since then, but I actually don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think she was about two weeks old when I started watching. Oh, this. Shit. Uh, Mitch, Mitch started watching this episode and was so put off by it, he decided to pack up his entire house and move just because of just because of the bad juju that was in his house from having watched this episode that when we've tried to um reshowed your recording last couple of weeks i've said to you guys oh look I've, I've got about like i don't know seven or eight minutes to go and i'll get there before we record and then i fired it up today and i was at the 23 minute mark and i'm like <laughs> oh my god i'm only i'm barely halfway through this thing and which yeah. in fairness i actually didn't i didn't hate the episode it's just weird when it started and you had the dream within a dream thing and i, I forget at what point the um the, the pre-credits sequence that have ended uh, and, then we, and then we roll into it. But it might've been around then or very soon after where I'm like, oh, cool. Are they going to, they're probably obviously just going to learn that Taylor's like part race. Like that's obviously where it's going. I wonder what the big thing's going to be though, because it seemed like that was such an obvious end game to this episode mm. that I wasn't really mm. that surprised. And I was even talking to my brother Link, who's obviously been in the podcast before. And I sent him the other day, oh, the gift. And, probably to what you guys have been putting forward about it. He goes, oh, what's what's the gift again? You have to remind me. Now, you guys know Stargate very well. You know how well Lincoln knows Stargate. Mm. He can see literally a, a still frame on the sci-fi channel and tell you what episode it is. Yet I say the gift and he's like, I don't even know what that is. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Okay, I'm stopped at a point where this has happened and I'm pretty sure they're going to find out Taylor's like a part, part wraith. And he didn't say anything. And he's just like, well, and I said, but it might not, that might not be the case. That's just where it obviously seems to be going. And he can neither confirm nor deny anything. And literally, as soon as I press play, like that 23 minute mark, I think Beckett went in there and went, oh, we've done all the tests. And it turns out you've actually got race DNA in You have some race DNA, dear. I love those boots. (laughs) Are they rare? Yeah. So Um, I thought it was weird that, too, like, yeah, the, the big reveal at the end was the wraith are coming and they want to go to earth and it's like well yeah we knew that in the pilot oh, shit. Mm. like yeah. the red-headed caretaker chick was like earth and it's, so it's like we knew like that was the so it's like that was like the big and cliffhanger they all we woke up, like they looked, looked yeah like the sky dome and, and then he put two in the back of her head but it's like duh why else would they come to atlantis like yeah, yeah. i forgot already <laughs> He's only the executive producer of Stargate Atlantis. And the co-creator of this show. Yeah. Yeah. He forgot about the pilot already. <laughs> he doesn't watch like... anything. He just like writes his own ideas. He's in his own Cooper bubble and just writes some stuff. Assume that and... got cut out. Well, clearly, like the most egregious thing for me in this episode was Dr. Heitmeyer. She's yeah. terrible at her job. <laughs> oh, she I is. could... I like, could not agree more. The actress Claire Rankin, I love Star Trek actress, so of course she's good. You know, she oh was God. she was in Alice. She was Alice in Alice. That's that's oh, Alice the ship. He's got the prop ready. I got the prop and everything. Yeah. Wow. I got, I got to 
get my mic turned off at some point for this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I want to go to bed. Yeah. Like we first meet up the most tactless first meeting with Taylor, like within 30 seconds of sitting down, she's like already pushing her agenda, like What's barely having name? met this person. Then when Taylor goes to see her and to tell her about her dreams, Heitmai proceeds to tell her that you, there's no point reading into dreams because dreams mean nothing and then proceeds to psychoanalyze her dream and what it means. <laughs> and then, and I wrote this down, she then finishes off her little spiel with this. She says, the unknown frightens us. The more we know about something, more, the more we can convince ourselves we are in control of it. Says the psychologist who spent her entire life studying the human brain. <laughs> oh my God, Cooper, crack a psychology book before you write an episode where you introduce a psychologist you piece of shit oh <laughs> it just annoyed me so much <laughs> such a bad character such a bad i mean claire rankin does a really really good job with what she's given but yeah I said that too about star trek <laughs> <laughs> you were just yes. waiting to shoot on that end yes <laughs> Yes, she was an evil like AI inside someone's brain that made him put on some stupid outfits and yelled at him about a hammer. But she's she made a good, good episode. It's not nice, No, Voyager. Really, Alice. Yeah. Remember, Tom Paris went crazy because he was like he was restoring the ship, restoring the little ship, and it had the AI in it that sent him crazy. Did she it was... take her top off? No. <laughs> oh, then no, I don't remember. <laughs> That's a bad one. Talk about Star Trek. That's a bad one. Something I thought was interesting, though, is we finally, in in a, an episode that is so bad, we actually got some really good Ford moments, I thought. Finally. Like, there was that, you know, him just joking around on the planet, like, before they find the, the Wraith lab, and he's, and he's like, Mikhail, you got a little what? You got a little what? Oh, it's okay when you all make fun of me. I was like, that's good. Yeah, and then that cool moment he had later on, like that big revelation where everyone's like, "No, Taylor, Taylor can't be hypnotized anymore and do this stuff." And he's like, "Well, she's gonna do it anyway, so isn't it better that we do it like and watch her to make sure everything's okay?" And everyone was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "Fuck, Ford showing up with some logic. Look out!" Yeah, he was like the responsible friend that you want there when you're taking drugs. Like, shouldn't we all monitor him? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like Taylor was, what Taylor was doing her first acid trip. And yeah, um, he was a trip and, setter. And that's for, and, yeah. exactly what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I did write, I think I might like Ford in this episode, or at least, yeah. or at least I th think I just realized Ford is either, is probably a troll and a contrarian. Because on that planet, he goes, hey, Shepard. Are we going to go? And he's like, oh, just let her. But we should go, right? Because it's getting dark. Yeah, but let's just let her get it. But we should go. And he's like, just let Ford, for God's sake, shut up. And he's like, all right, Rodney. You got a little what? Little what? And, and right. then he goes to Taylor. <laughs> I want to do this kind of wraith thing again. And he's like, Dr. Weir's not going to let you do that. And then he <laughs> walks into Dr. Weir and she says... Uh, she wants to do it again and she goes I don't think I should let her and he goes you can't really stop her because you know it's her friend <laughs> <laughs> you just like you've recharacterized him starting to see him through the lens of a troll and going you know yeah. what buddy? this guy you just want right. to put him in a headlock and he's like oh, you, no, you little good. scamp you little just scamp. got a chaos oh, theory shit. 
Let's see what shit could happen. We and Taylor could get into a fight and maybe kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually been writing some fanfic on that too. That's uh, a different thing. Talking about annoying characters, Kavanaugh made a good point too. I thought he's like, 10,000 Wraith coming. Yeah, as if we're going to fight them off. I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's that's where I would have pulled out a nine mil and put it between Kavanaugh's eyes and said, well, if it doesn't matter, yeah, yeah. bye. Kavanaugh is annoying as fuck. Like, uh, he really is. Jesus. Tom, what's his name? Tom Cotton. He was in another show I used to watch. Damn, Cotton. And he was annoying in that too. A little Easter egg I spotted, which I thought was a bit of fun, is during the opening scene with, um, like, when it's, you know, cutting to everybody asleep and everything, you see um, Ford's quarters and he's got Amazing Avenger comic book which is a superhero they set up like in universe. The amazing Avenger is what oh. Felger based mm. Avenger 2.0. He like, he named it after that comic book character. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of wind resistance that cape would, uh, would produce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't see speedsters in capes. It just doesn't, it doesn't oh make sense. God. I don't know how many times I rewound really that. <laughs> <laughs> an annoying moment from an annoying character in world but excellent as a viewer was mckay when they walked into uh see we are yeah it was something you said made me wonder i thought we decided there were more important things why did the race scientists stop the experiments what would i have said that would make you think that i don't remember no it's just it's, it's a good point i'm just wondering what i said but... what do you got well at first i thought it's because the other wraith caught him they didn't no, according to this, he stopped on his own. See, now you've got me wondering why the rest of the Wraith didn't want these experiments taking place in the first place. Exactly. Especially since they were supposed to be intended to improve things for everyone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just said it. Will you stop? <laughs> mm. It's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> Once that's again, he's like, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't care if this is a moment that could completely change the city or it literally won't even change our day. I just need everyone in the room here to be aware mm. that this was first my thought. Yeah. yeah. My uh my favorite McKay moment, and it's a uh, you don't even notice it if you're not paying attention, but when Taylor first goes to see Heitmeyer, or maybe the second time, and she runs into Rodney and he's leaving after he walks past, if you like Taylor's in in front of screen and McKay's walking away, and then you notice in the back, he kind of doesn't know which way to go. He's kind of like walked to the right and then oh no, and then goes this way, just yeah. chewing up the scenery in the background for no reason. <laughs> just decides he's just gonna he knows that this episode was. <laughs> the Kavanaugh scene where he, they said uh, Rodney McKay, blah blah blah, and like everyone knows who he is, and he still puts his hand up. That's, mm. sort of, that's me, everyone. That's me. <laughs> that was great. And I've got to mention, and every time it comes up because I love it so much, is the screamer fighting right at the start with um, Taylor and um, John doing the um, the stick fighting. It's basically based on yeah. um, the, the Filipino um, style of screamer. I don't know what it is about it, but it just gets me like 10 hards every time I see it. It's so good. The name, the name plays into it. A screamer, it sounds. <laughs> sounds like the exact kind of martial art you want to jump in the sack with. <laughs> Speaking of that scene, that um, I have a new segment. Oh. oh it's not and really I have a new heart on. while. It's not. It's not new. Like I've done it before. I'm just kind oh. of naming it. So, it's, so you lied. It's not a new segment. But it is a new segment. Before it was just kind of like a throwaway thing. Oh, this okay. segment is called "Name That Movie." Movie chats. All right, here we go. This is okay. the scene 
of Taylor and John fighting at the start of The Gift. And I want you to tell me what movie it reminds you of. Continue. Going easy on me, huh? I assure you, Major, I am not. Continue. You okay? Yes. You sure? So it's usually me picking my butt up off the mat. Truthfully, I have not been sleeping much. But when I do, I've been having nightmares about the wraith. Well, you're not the only one. It has not been so bad since... I've lost my mojo! <laughs> <laughs> Name that movie. Every yeah. time you get me with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you let it go for so long that you think it's an actual thing. I was I was like, you lull me into this false sense of security. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to pay. And I'm like, no, it's not this movie. Of course, mm. it's Austin Powers. Jesus Christ. I was thinking Star Wars, and then was there a scene in Rocky when they would do it? No, not in Rocky. I'm thinking um, the like, Matrix, like, like when Matrix and Keanu first had that, like in the dojo. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like thinking he... of like the, the the dialogue, and I'm like, no, Keanu never bested Morpheus, so there wasn't ever. Yeah, a... and at the start, I thought I thought he edited the the audio so it sounded like it was like the setup to a porno because it yep. was like, oh, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that's not it. He's let it play out. Uh huh. Michael Myers shows up. Jesus. Hats off, so sir. Michael Myers, Mike Myers, Michael Myers would be different, and I would. Be oh, more, sorry, yeah. I would be so open to that. Yeah. I was, I was using his formal name that he yes. uses. When <laughs> his mother says when he gets in trouble. Yeah, use his Canadian uh, name. Now I know how. Now I know how you all felt when I brought stuff to the table in like season two, <laughs> where I just <laughs> audio. <laughs> Right. Have a, have a think back to when Brennan and I went to school together and he had to do this live in class. Yeah. Like, <laughs> someone would pop up. Make, it make sense. Like, oh, who would like to read this? And like a girl behind us to put her hand up and Brennan's like, not a lot. And, um, you know, I'm like, also, I'm like, Brennan, don't talk to my girlfriend like that. But that was, you know, that was, she deserved it. Laughing, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like 18 minutes later, the class is over. And I'm like, I should really go and apologize to her. But nah. Yeah, I, 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 I have to admit, I, I did overquote Fat Bastard for at least 18 months after that third movie came out. Like, <laughs> 18 months. How long was it? When did it come out, Brendan? Because <laughs> that's, I think we're yeah. still quoting. Two was the last one. No. Yeah, O two was the last one. It was ninety seven, ninety nine, and two thousand two. Yeah. Was that bastard oh, in the yeah. second one too? He had a small part. Yeah, yeah he one, was. He? he was the second one. So yeah, so maybe it was maybe it was from <laughs> from two through three, and then I'd probably yeah, probably another eighteen months after three. Mm. I just kept talking about pieces of corn in my shit. <laughs> Number two. And every time anyone said the word baby, you'd just be like, "I've eaten a bear bear. Oh. I eat oh. babies. I eat babies. Oh." The yeah. other other white meat. Yeah. <laughs> what's for dinner? I've got a crap. That's what's for dinner. <laughs> Eating piece. I've got pieces of corn in my shit bigger than you. <laughs> my neck looks like a vagina. Uh, that one still gets a good run. I haven't seen my dick in two years. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> Oh, look at my titties. <laughs> bigger titties than you. I've got bigger titties than you. 
so um we got a we got a little bit more information too about this sort of ongoing thing i've been talking about uh, people seem to have issues with just watching stargate in like run order like just watching like we're doing at prep at prep they have this weird up way that they think you should be watching season eight of sg1 and season one of atlantis but it uh, weir says in this episode based on it was either radic or rodney's um predictions the wraith will be here in a week so next week's episode which is the finale yeah so like it's still it still tracks like it everything mm. everything tracks so i i still don't see any need to watch doing those weird um i mean i might be proven wrong next week who knows but um so far yeah i can't see any problems with um just watching it one for one well, i think the, the order was like something weird like sg1 season eight one to four Atlantis pilot then sg1 one to four and then sga like seven in a row just and then kind of meet meet in the middle of the season and then watch like yeah like 10 episodes or eight episodes of atlantis oh sorry eight episodes of sg1 and then like eight episodes of atlantis i'm like no yeah well they were aired the same at the same time or they were at least here in australia yeah yeah they had them i think it was sg1 then atlantis like straight up. yeah and i think i think i mean i guess mitch would be able to pick on this but i guess really the only the only one for us i think that that maybe would have worked out better is if uh before i sleep had come before was it called the uh what's the king one good to be king good Good to be be king King. good to be king i was gonna say all hail the king that's different yeah yeah Yeah, um yeah that's something i could think of well yeah as as the as the first time i like that actually didn't i i didn't notice that there was any that there was anything potentially missing from those two orders being potentially in a different order than what we watched them it was only when i think then we did what do we which one do we do first which one we did good to be king first first right but i okay, think if, yeah. if you'd seen before i sleep first and knew what the temporal um puddle mm. jumper was maybe yeah. it would have been a cooler reveal in good to be king rather than yeah. it to be in good to be king first yeah and maybe it didn't have an effect too because i'd already seen it's good to be king well yeah that's ago. true so had i been a first time watcher of both shows maybe i would have picked up on a few things or like mm. oh that's inconsistent or something until Jeez, if only we'd gotten one of those for the podcast, that would have been really good. A temporal machine or... or... (laughs) I see what you did there. Speaking about your psychology doctor, I'm not... I have no idea about hypnosis, but I've never heard of look at my torch and then you're hypnotised. Yeah. and That's in my notes. And then bring the torch down while it's still lit. Close your eyes and think about your dead dad then. Try that. It will save your life. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like um, Beckett was um, doing a lot of the heavy lifting there by like where they were saying, oh yeah, he's administering a mild sedative, and like he's the one waking her up with the with the um, electric shock and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, what what is Heitmeyer actually doing that's benefiting anything? (laughs) Yeah, nothing. Got all those electrodes on her for what reason? Well, for the probably for the electric shock to wake her up. Uh, Okay. Like and all, all over her body. Yeah, they're sci-fi sensors. They monitor. They monitor all kinds of sci-fi yeah. things. What I was kind it's of thinking would, would have been cool would be like some kind of ancient technology that would kind of get her into that hypnotic vibe, mm. like some kind of like a weed machine, like just, <laughs> just to get oh, her into shit. that mode at least. Mm. And not because the, the torch any- in their face was dumb well the fact that she brought it down while it was still like lit mm. like and it was like 
while Taylor was still looking at it. Like the way it was cut, she pulled down her torch like that and then it cuts to the shot of Taylor closing her eyes. And it's like, and, yeah. And already rolling them too. Like she was deep in hypnosis and mm. she's like, and three seconds before she's like, have you ever heard of hypnosis? No, what is this hypnosis <laughs> thing? I'm like, yeah. hey, all right, I'm going to shine on your yeah. torch and I'm going to speak calmly for three and a half seconds and you're going to be out to yeah. it and, and, and experiencing yeah. trauma. Like, yeah, that's sci-fi stuff right there too. But even when yeah. she um, was, was struggling and, and you know, the weird bust, she's like, bring her out. And then she just kind of like sat up and, and they like touched her and just, like staring around. I'm like, oh, I feel like, yeah, every other time we see this, you know, in fiction or otherwise, like it's a process. Because like you said, it was so quick that she fell into it. So I guess it kind of matched how quickly she came out of it. But I'm like, I feel like you sh- if, if you would have done a process at either start or the end, it would have made the other that you lacked on maybe a little bit more believable. But it just seemed like such like, oh, hey, kid, don't try this at home because you totally could do it. Yeah. you know yeah, maybe yeah. maybe beckett was just being his classic you know cd suspect self and what we don't know is the mild <laughs> the mild sedative he was administering was actually his personal stores of rohypnol that he's just like <laughs> ever so slightly just giving taylor <laughs> oh he's got a shoe fetish and he's a date rapist now he's like a <laughs> you're about to get scottish and rape dna and yeah. a little ancient while we're at it Get ready um, to play some bagpipes, you saucy little. What is what is that accent? I don't know what that accent. Is. <laughs> I just bailed out halfway through that one. You went half leprechaun there, like <laughs> get ready to play some bagpipes, you saucy little bastard. Come on. Uh, I did. It was weird though. I don't want to spoil anything for Mitch, but I thought the reason Taylor could sense the wraith was a different reason than the one we got. Yeah, and I think it's something that we've seen already. But I think it's something that isn't revealed until next week in the finale. And for some reason, I always thought it was revealed in this episode. Me too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, because I was like, oh, there's a good reason for this episode. And then it just ends and you're like, oh. Yeah. The ending was so shit. (laughs) It wasn't. Because it is a reach to think that, you know, her telepathic, this brand new telepathic ability based on her DNA, now you could like, faster than the speed of light in that it can reach yeah. these ships that are like a week away mm. that she can connect to. I'm like, I know even when they brought that up and they, uh, I think just before they put her under hypnosis and, and they're like, Oh, look, we're not sure how strong it is. There's a chance that you could. And I'm like, what do you, isn't this a mental yeah, thing? Like about? how, like mm. how could that even be something that you're so relaxed in hypothesizing that, Oh, maybe you could reach these things. Like you said, I just like, yeah, light speed yeah. away, like so far into outer space that, like, I, I, I just, it's, yeah. it's basically at least saying been... they've got a subspace link, like replicators, is basically what they're yeah. saying. It's like, and I thought yeah. too at that moment where they said, look, you know, the reason why you don't think that you could do this is maybe because you haven't tried. And I'm like, that's that, yeah, great, cool. Super, Superman growing up could Makes probably sense. fly before he did. He can fly, he you know. He just never tried because he didn't know that he could, right? And I thought, oh, that's right. They've got Gary locked up downstairs, don't they? I can't remember. Are they going to send Taylor down to read his mind or, or to tap into the link via oh, him? Oh, yeah. But- do they still have him or do they put a bullet in him? 
I can't. That's the thing. I can't that's remember. Question, so yeah. I just, I just figured that was going to be the case. But then instantly, instead of going, oh, that guy that we've got locked up in the basement, it was, oh, let's see if we can like astral project you across the cosmos. Yeah. I'm like, oh, for that talent that she doesn't know that she has, let alone know mm. how to use. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this in I don't know the <laughs> remaining thirteen minutes of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and guess but, what, Mitch? In classic Stargate style. We never, never see, see it again. It again. <laughs> yeah, it's so true though. They bring it up, and it's the first time they ever brought it up. Like even when she referenced, mm. "Oh, I haven't had this happen since like my father, my father, and all that." I'm like, I'm pretty sure you didn't mention anything. I'm pretty sure yeah. we haven't mentioned any dreams or fear. Like, because if this was a thing that had been happening for generations, why haven't they set up sentries in all the different planets so that you can feel them coming, give yeah. them like forewarning, and go, "All right." I can feel them at the edge of the galaxy. Let's all hide. Like, yeah. mm. <laughs> Instead, they've just done nothing until now. And then someone just goes, have you tried using it? Mm, yeah. Oh, mm. And in a way, that could be. And then she's a... an expert. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're like, oh, what if the Wraith takes over? She's like, pretty sure you can't. Pretty sure they can't do that. I can <laughs> yeah. take over them. I have to start it. Imagine, mm. though, that if that was this, in a way, this, this show's true version of it's good to be king, like, had it not just been something that Taylor just woke up with one day going, oh, that's really weird dreams about the race. Wonder what that's about. Oh, you've got these towers. If they had traveled somewhere, like you said, centuries, really those descendants of her people could have been people like Mayborn that were like seers or, you know, some kind of mm. powerful warlocks or whatever that were on different planets around the galaxy that could sense the race in a distance, maybe they traveled somewhere and met up with someone who like then gave her a knowledge drop rather than just she woke up and she asked someone and went, oh, yeah, mm. sorry. We've just never told you. Yeah. Um, Turns out she's the first person in the entire Pegasus galaxy to actually try for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, be tried, not dying. Well, even if they had have gone to that, <laughs> to that lab, found a bit of technology, which put her into some hypnosis, which could amplify Perfect. her her knowledge her so much better you know yeah, or so just open the stargate and like along the route that they're taking towards atlantis and be able to use a wormhole as a and as, as an extension yeah like, take a cloaked jumper like they did last week yeah. for letters to pegasus which we yeah, know the exactly. race can't detect they know the route yeah go and um yeah. go and take a um a, a cloaked puddle jumper near them and then let Taylor use her powers there. Like, yeah. so many better ways to do it. Yeah, I agree. I felt too, like, a bit of a one-two punch there with with that, like, you know, oh, by the way, you know, you've got Wraith DNA and, um, and you know, suddenly the, the rest of the characters are, are, uh, are finding out and dealing with that, which they kind of accepted pretty easily, which is great because it's clearly not her fault and she's not, it's not like they've ever had to hold back her dark side or anything like that. They're just like, oh, sucks to be you that you found that out let us support you and what's the deal how did that happen oh well it turns out this is how the wraith were created and this is what we figured out and oh shit did the ancients create the wraith sure did and then they've sort of turned on them and blah blah i'm like whoa i feel like we're finding out a lot of shit mm, it was an info dump it was just a boom minutes and uh when did when did all the like pegasus people go from hating people who had that ability to like making them leaders like when mm. when did that happen like they talked about how the people that the Wraith experimented on were like shunned and, and made to leave because everyone thought they were crazy hearing voices. They still f***ed at some point because somehow they managed to have offspring to like pass that genetic trait down to. Oh, 
that um, would. Uh, yeah. And then it, I got out of and that. It was that they ostracized those people from the planet, and then they went to different planets and mated with other people. And yes, but generated. but do you and the, do you think that the other planets people like we were supposed to believe that the other people like ostracize them as well because clearly they're not because they just brought them in them and had their kids and made them leaders like yeah they probably just didn't talk about it because they were ostracized from their original planet and then their original planet got but they were ostracized because people thought they were crazy because they were hearing voices so why wouldn't everyone else think they were crazy for hearing voices mm. That's... just don't, don't tell anyone that you're hearing the voices like they would <laughs> yeah maybe maybe they just hit it just yeah it's mm. just hit hit it well until you know till mm. after they're already pregnant with a child well, if you and... get kicked off survivor and then you go on celebrity survivor you don't try not to do the same crazy shit you did the first time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, who knew that celebrity survival would be such an apt metaphor to you? This, this is really, this is really the closest metaphor that I've got. Brilliant. That was genius in every way. Like, wow. Perfect. Wow. Which brings me to part two of <laughs> oh, I see. movie. All right. This is a part of the movie where. Was, that was such a good segue, wasn't it? This is that was a, brilliant. This is another scene where Wraith, uh, T- Wraith Taylor appears, and uh, I need you to guess which movie this is. Oh, I think I already know. You are all so pathetic. Something tells me that's not Taylor talking. Oh, your mother sucks cocks and hills. Wake her up. Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? That one wasn't as smooth, but I only had like two, <laughs> two minutes to do that one. But... What I love is that Peter DeLuise is like <laughs> such a hardcore movie fan. He, even though Taylor was lying on her back in a bed, he still got her to lean forward to do the Hitchcock glare. Yeah, like yeah. to do the the psycho eyes in the like, lighting. That's been so difficult, like the fact that she's lying flat on her back, have to go all the way around to then look like look through the fucking top of her eyebrows. The change was really effective though. Like she did it well. Like until then, I sort mm. of thought, oh, she's she's acting kind of wooden when mm. she's scared. Like I'm not believing that she's scared. And all of a sudden, when it sort of came up, I thought, oh, there's menace there. I, I believe that. That's, Speaking yeah, of, was... there was a, there was a weird moment early on too when um when Heitmeyer first approaches her while they're eating lunch and stuff, Taylor almost has, and if this is a word, a very human-y response. In like, it's almost like that mm. embarrassed that a psychologist is talking to her when yeah, eight I seconds ago she didn't even know what a psychologist was. <laughs> so it's yeah, almost yeah. like she has that, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, the, the, the psychology shame of being someone mm. that goes to see a psychologist rather yeah. than and then it cuts to her going and confronting john and actually she's actually feels betrayed like that he betrayed yeah. her trust and i'm like we watched every single 90s cop show <laughs> i don't need no shit yeah i'm not a loose cannon god damn it <laughs> it's, it takes it's a swig so for flask <laughs> you're all out of line it's so true though like yeah you get this it's a real good point you made the 80s 90s mentality of it like how dare you want me to help myself how dare mm. like how, how dare you have concern for my welfare and want me to help myself it was yeah yeah she wouldn't have any concept of that 
No, not yeah. the stigma of, you know, a, a mental doctor versus a physical doctor, like, you know, mm. like a medical doctor. Yeah, she like, didn't literally had no, and you're different from Dr. Beckett? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I work on the mind. <laughs> for all for all Taylor knows, that means she's a brain surgeon when she said yeah, I work yeah, on the exactly. mind. Like, oh. yeah. Yeah, it made no sense. King Cooper. <laughs> King Cooper. But although Maddie, I didn't know if you know know this, but Giro also worked on this script. He got a story credit. That's why it's a heaping pile yeah. of shit. The only thing that saved it was Peter Deloise. You know, just with some outstanding direction. Yeah. You follow him on Instagram and see what he's directing and stuff these days with Kevin no, Smith. No, I don't. So he's it's like a little house on the prairie type show for Hallmark Channel with Laurie Laughlin and um. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, got to pay the bit. And man, man. Just start doing some stuff. Even if you started doing D grade, like anything would just be better. Yeah. Mm. Just... I, I wish I wish Peter DeLuise had gotten to direct an episode of Gilmore Girls, because. Oh yeah, me too. My, <laughs> well, well, no. But I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Michael and David were both in Gilmore Girls. They both they played brothers in Gilmore Girls. All um, oh, right. So I just would have loved that Peter DeLuise, if he'd gone there to direct or even act in it, we just would have got the whole trifecta, which I thought would have been fun. But yeah, it never happened. That's... Look, Jared, I, I just found out Jared Paladecki was in that show, and it just oh like, my god, yeah, just blew my mind. I was like, best, best. Dean, Wait, yeah. and he played really Dean. He played a character Dean. named Dean in Gilmore Girls. So that's oh. girl, Dean, for the whole first season of uh, Supernatural, <laughs> you're watching like, Gossip Girl again. <laughs> Dean for the whole, has feelings for the whole first season of Supernatural. Whenever like a new director would come on and, and because they didn't know all the actors' names, they would just say the character names. So they say, okay, we need Dean over here. And Jared Padalecki as Sam was so used to responding to Dean on set, he would walk into the spot that they wanted Jensen Ackles to walk into, even though he because he is it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And then, and then at the end there's the even show. a re- there's even a reference in uh, in one of the first um first season or second season episodes where they go to LA and like this they're, they're doing like the tour around the um uh like the the back lot. And the, the, the girl giving the tour goes, oh, and here we go. If you look to your right, you can see the cast of Gilmore Girls. And Jared Padalecki looks all panicked and they both like leave the tour. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch that bit. It's fantastic. That is fantastic. He's the reason I started watching Supernatural because I loved him so much. Damn. Girls. Dean. He's a bit of a bitch Sam. in the Gilmore Girls, but I'm so I started. Team, I'm team Dean. I started watching Supernatural because there was a massive X-Files shaped hole in my life and I needed something that was like Supernatural-ish and I found it in Supernatural. Mm. It was wonderful. Also, just before, in my notes, I've got just, uh, because we were talking about uh, Taylor as a wraith before, Brent. When she showed up in the... That brilliantly edited clip, might I just say that? that When she showed up as like wraith, Taylor in her first Rayla, Rayla. Oh, oh, yeah, that's better than Taith. That's <laughs> sounded like, like a toothy. That sounds like a country music star. Welcome to the stage, yeah. Taith. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Taith. <laughs> my wife left me and my dog died. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it sort of did it for me a little bit, and so. Ooh. I paused and I'm thinking, is this, am I into this kind of like, am I you that were, guy? Like, you were into the the caretaker though, weren't you, from the pilot? You were into her as well, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. But that also might have been some weird pornography thing I was going through at the time. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah well, no, I was. It's, it's the because... greasy skin that, that puts me off the race. Oh, so the I combination I... skin, I can't, you know. The it, moment I thought... You when you blow on their face and you're, you're done then. No, I feel like it'd be like touching a dolphin and like, ooh, ooh, slimy. Oh, see, slimy. that's working for me. That's really working for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's also what I got. Yeah. Yeah, but so long story short, I might be a tentacle porn guy. I don't know. I'm going to find out tonight. And I'll, <laughs> keep, I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do some heavy research. After <laughs> I, I will do at least seven to eight hours I research. Think, I was going to say, I think that should be the euphemism for, for um, having a wank is just doing some heavy research. Just doing some <laughs> heavy research. I'm doing some heavy research. Doing some heavy research. It researches the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all my other notes actually you like made excellent, but like how unprofessional the doctor was. Oh, the explanation for how the wraith evolved is, and I, like I love from A to Z grade science fiction. I think we all do. That's why we're here. That was the worst explanation wow. in sci-fi history for yeah. and a jump in logic. Just so like I th- what I think happened is this bug and DNA like and uh, human DNA. And the Somehow ancients, evolved into the race. Like, the ancients moved humans to that planet. Yeah, how did that sit with you, Mitch? Did it. that did that make sense? So basically, they're saying like when when the ancients propagated the Pegasus galaxy, mm. some of them were on the planet where the Uratus bug started, and the Uratus bug fed on humans, and then over the generations, like the Uratus bugs have morphed into the wraith. So Beckett said the wraith are still closer genetically to the Uratus bug than they are to humans. Yeah. Um, and I then their, yeah, and their language obviously... is, is a derivative of ancient. So they, they learned how to write ancient as well. Mm. Yeah, I think because that was the second part in the like, you know, two minute knowledge dump. I probably wasn't as much thinking about the how. It was more just the fact that, oh, so the ancients created them, you know, through, you know, reasons, you know, science experiment, accident, whatever it might have been. Dumb luck, than like, as McGonagall yeah. would say. Oh, they're on a planet. And you on the planet, there are insects. So, you know, obviously insects, like, managed to merge their DNA into human. It could have happened to anybody. Yeah, and here we are. We've created, like, a genocidal race. I'm like, that seems to, oh, we're to another scene. I better stop thinking about it. And <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah. so true yeah Cooper. well i think it was was it rodney that brought it up and basically goes this is all fascinating but how does it stop the ships that are coming to butt us to death like yeah. you know and yeah so it does feel like a weird all these big you know expositional like knowledge dumps mm. yeah don't actually help our situation like knowing how the wraith came to be does not help the impending attack at all well, that, that's nor does it help taylor's ask. scenario that's what I was going to ask yeah. you, Mitch. Like, as far as you're aware, how and why were there humans everywhere in the galaxy? Um, yeah, I guess. Because I, I, I can't what remember. Would have asked me what like, I'm trying to say is I can't remember. Yeah. So I'm just interested if you... Didn't, if... didn't the hologram say it in the pilot? When she's like, yeah, when, when the ancients came to Pegasus in Atlantis very much like in the milky way they just started you know propagating and and you know seeding life throughout the galaxy but in the sg1 pilot it's like the wraith uh sorry the guawuld took the humans and propagated the galaxy yeah 
Oh, yeah, you're right. There yeah, yeah, that like, always pissed me off. There was always like that hole in the, the logic. The ancients of, used Holy Dakara. To, how have I never put to that send, together before? To send life into the galaxy, like life, you know, Goldilocks planets, I guess, and bacteria and shit, but not human evolution. So yeah. why are there humans everywhere? It, like the fact that Beckett's saying ancients put humans on that planet i'm like there are no humans here yeah it make more sense for the wraith to do that as like farms and then go cull them You're right that's the, that's the whole reason yeah like they like the gua would put all those humans on those planets as slaves like yeah. and it's and it's very much pointed out you know you you realize the planets that we go to that aren't on the like abydos cartouche the girl didn't know about where we met beings that weren't human. That's when we started meeting like yeah. alien alien. Far holy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what it's it, could, it always it always pissed me off. Always like when they because they say it in da, Daniel Jackson says something about it as well. When he's like in one of his really fast rants about the ancient says was 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 Atlantis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's like um, yeah, I think it's one false step is the first ancient world we go to that weren't on the cartouche that Jack gave us the address to. Yeah, because it had to be after Carter, fifth race. Yeah, Carter mentions it after that episode. Um, so it's like or during the start of that episode, and it was just like a throwaway line. Yeah, and you never see yeah, those only wow. again. And it's like yeah, and the. The machine one where Carter gets taken over. I think that was an ancient one where she has really short hair. Uh, yeah, was that the light? No. No, it was that other horrible one from that season. Yeah. That we got we got punished for because we... How dare we criticise a Carter-centric episode? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> sisterhood really but yeah, it's because... like the ancients had strange worlds that were not human. Mm. And they go, oh, old planets for human whereas it makes sense for the wraith yeah so that beckett's throwaway line there of the ancients put them there oh so the ancients are responsible for the yeah wow right? yeah it's like well let's not jump to conclusions here entity <laughs> that's a, that's entity was the entity. that carter yeah. episode yeah that's a huge leap in logic for <laughs> beckett and for shepherd yeah wow time. i'm kind of gobsmacked that's dumb was that entity where she got taken over by the kid wasn't i there that one that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, because it was just for Double Jeopardy in the season yeah. four. So that's when yeah. she was she was talking on the um what's the guy the Stephen Hawking machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Windows ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I didn't realize that was criticism for us attacking that episode. It's not Carter centric episode. Oh, there's there's it's just a, there's a small but but verbal faction um of the sisterhood online that basically think. <laughs> every single Carter episode is a 10 out of 10. Like we also got hit, even though it was only Mitch and I that did grace, we got hit because Mitch, Mitch in the like socials post was like, and why isn't this episode a fan favorite? Because we're like, here's all the things we love about it. And here's the things that are garbage about it. And the system. No, it wasn't even that. It was more subtle. It was like, this may not be a fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even... And they're like, how dare you? I'm a fan and it's my favourite. It's like, well, look how up the definition of fan favourite. It might not be. Well, look at the IMDb ratings. Yeah, it's look at seven, any rating anywhere for it. It's nobody's favourite. Dog yeah. shit episode. Well, half of it. The other half's good. 
Cool. But um, yeah, so it was the same the with Jack and Sam thing stuff was good, but that wasn't real, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it was more fanfic. Oh, damn it, I yeah. can't take my robe off and hold this. Hang on, you could try, it'd be hot. Yeah, see, struggle. <laughs> could, that's a Patreon tier. <laughs> <laughs> Just me putting on and then struggling to take yeah. off clothes. It's a whole subgenre on Pornhub. It's just, you know, yeah. amputees holding the phone with one hand and trying to undress with their nub in the other. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just struggling. It's called Struggle Snuggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. If, it's that, if that's not a thing, then it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Do we have a mailbag song that we used to sing? Oh, it's time to find out if we've got mail or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's been that so one. That was the reason. Re- get- Every mailbag. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if you just mixed that up with it's time to find out if Reese has got a hairy mailbag. <laughs> All right, here's here's my one. I got I got this uh Holly Corbett, Holly from Lonnie. She uh slipped into my DMs on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, she did. And uh, just she she likes to just give us little updates of her home life with her hubby, and um, she was uh, she was watching the fifth race with him, and her husband Tim said, uh, "Where's Walter? Who's who's this guy?" And she says, "Oh, that's just pretty boy cum face." Tim says, "What the f- did you just say?" <laughs> I love that that is a thing. Uh, I love so that pretty boy cum face pretty is a thing. <laughs> I love that she's a journalist and she's saying that 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 sentence. <laughs> yeah, done her research. Yeah, I mean she she can sort size. Uh, she can cite sources, so you know she's fine. That is awesome. Yeah, I'd trademark that shit quick, smart, laddie. That'll be a website soon. Pretty boy comfort, and there'll be a bunch of hot dudes with just jizz all over their faces. <laughs> oh, man, it's already bookmarked. <laughs> oh, here's one from our YouTube listener, Z has written a comment on our season five wrap-up rankings, episode 112. And says, this content is so good that I forced myself to watch Origins just to hear your podcast. <laughs> That's deep. He that goes, don't deep. change a thing. This has top gear level chemistry. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Benchwarmers. Top gear. I mean... That was successful, get... that show. I mean, yeah, until they got cancelled. So who's going to be the one of us that gets us cancelled? I feel like it's going to be Brendan. Like, just, <laughs> just, be. just rule of averages, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. It's... You know, Mitch is going to knock something out at some uh, point. And... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be like the lazy dark horse. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but for the same reason, Maddie just said, I'll just accidentally just, oh, yeah, that, did that stay in the edit, did it? Uh, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, next minute. Yeah, Brendan's cancelled. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just accidentally Brendan's one day canceled. just just uploads uploads a supercut yeah. of all the things that he's cut out of all the podcasts, and that's mm. what gets it uploaded. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd get us all cancelled. We started one. You started one of them, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> Brendan and I sat there and listened to it one night. It was funny. Uh, one from uh, Sam uh, says, "Hey guys, I love the podcast." Damn it, Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sammy. Sam. Sorry. Been kind of binging the last month or so while at work, and I'm about halfway through season five now. You guys are totally going to get me in trouble one of these days because technically not supposed to be using headphones while I'm working. I just finished listening to Summit and The Last Stand and noticed that Mitch missed an F-bomb at about the 52-minute mark. It's been like two and a half years since your podcast came out, so probably no one cares, but there it is. 
looking forward to catching up and then following along as you can continue keep up the good work sam well yeah that that annoys me uh um, you know it happens it's happened quite a lot in the past mm. um well, probably Mitch, Mitch, we're not angry mistake. we're just disappointed yeah more than no, anything yeah. that's fair <laughs> It doesn't annoy me, yeah. mate, and I've still got you back. And also, like, that passive-aggressive remark about the two and a half years shit, like, f*** him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. What is that shit, mate? Like, Was it our else? first mailbag that I edited? No, there was a lot of F-bombs in that. <laughs> but the... um, <laughs> that, That's probably our biggest mistake as a podcast is if you go onto Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you'll see our podcast there and if you look in the description it says clean mm. yeah that's that was a huge mistake <laughs> yeah mistakes were made and i was uploading our youtube um episode 116 um which is the fresh horse mailbag you know the one <laughs> ah, that one star review horse guy. from that the german guy and one of my um, favorites and i did the slim shady suck my dick and <laughs> and i dropped a huge f-bomb in that and mitch left him which i was super happy with because it was hilarious it was it was hilarious was i think mitch fun. has always said he says when they're in the right context they have to stay c-bombs yeah, yeah, right. c-bombs he says they'll always go but an f-bomb in the right context i feel like i yeah. should treat it like american pg-13 like one f-bomb's got to be allowed but two it's yeah. like well you went up to oh ask, i like so. that i like yeah. that maybe that's the rule. i reckon if you yeah. I, reckon, I like that too. But, and I reckon if there is more than one, you, instead of like, because we all agreed that just dead air for the swear words is better on the ears. But if it's for a comic effect, you can add the bleep. Mm. And yeah. that's why you'll find sometimes, mm. like, I think, what did we do a couple of podcasts ago where it was a mess? And I, it's probably still a mess now. I haven't even listened back to it to, to like, you know, because I just want to kill myself. But um, Brennan played, what song? Um, was it? Not Chappelle. Was it Chappelle? Like, was it? Oh, uh, yeah. It was the chronic. It was the chronic. Two thousand. That's right. Um, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. That's right. And <laughs> that needed a lot of beats. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, I was like, oh, I'm that, surprised like, Mitch left all of us. I need, I need the beats in there, whereas the rest of the episode <laughs> will be dead air. Because <laughs> I think I've even requested a well, couple of like long beeps just for the comic effect. <laughs> Did you bitch? Did you bitch? I think all the N words, N bombs are in there too. Uh, well, as uh, see, Maddie's face it's Eddie, is almost it's like Eddie, what it was. It's not us. We played so. it the other week too. Because yeah. I have no idea. I just have no reference. But that's the thing. When it played, I just yeah, your mouths were like, like what? <laughs> see, you guys listen to that in high school. I was too busy listening to Lincoln Park and Savage Garden because apparently. Oh, we listen. To I can li- listen to both of those for some reason. Oh, man. I, was I listen to Lincoln Park. You like yeah, Lincoln Park? Me too. You, Mitch? Oh, yeah. Still yeah, do. but, I didn't but get Savage Garden is it? Savage Garden to Lincoln Park are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. No, Chester Mate, so and Darren my, What about my mixtape when I finished <laughs> in high school, Jazz? There was Eminem, straight Georgia into Chair. Frank Sinatra, straight into Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. Yeah, that was all. And we would blare that shit in the car. <laughs> like, just... Oh, I'll be a damn Yeah. 
assume the position and get back down on your knees. I'll be a dentist. Yeah, wow. <laughs> hey, guys, our um, YouTube subscription's at 483. So if oh, you hey want guys. to join up. Oh, well done. Darling's just put them all up onto YouTube. We need to get to 1,000. That's the drive. And we can get monetized. <laughs> Wait. It's not so much that as more the longevity of the show as well. It'll, you, it's, it can live on YouTube forever. So it's, mm. that's true. As you've said off camera to me before, Brendan. So oh, I mean, he said it on camera. He, he said it on the podcast saying, we ain't paying for this shit once we wrap up. So it's <laughs> <laughs> die somewhere. That's true. <laughs> 16 bucks a month on SoundCloud? Eat a dick. <laughs> gonna chow through quickly that's, when that's four bucks patron. each we can't afford that shit a month. yeah i got streaming sites to pay for and <laughs> ro- robes to buy I, I'm not... i've already got legacy yeah. elsewhere all right that's episode 185 of get into gate stargate atlantis's uh the gift that just never ended up giving in a way was it uh, we will be back uh next week to talk about is it is it is it Mobius part? It's Mobius. Uh, it's, Mo- it's finally Mobius. So excited. Oh my. This I think about this episode a lot. Um uh, and I hope just, it's just doing some deep research on Mobius. <laughs> I'll do so yeah, much just... deep research. <laughs> there are there are some fans out there that do not like it. I'll they, admit the first know. the first time I watched it, I was like, eh, because I thought it was the series finale at the mm. time. Like I was like, oh. They kind of just went out, oh. But it's one of those ones that just, you know, each time you watch it, it just feels fresh. It just feels fresh. Mm, yeah. And there is a line in it that is something that, I mean, how long ago did Mobius come out? What, 2007 or something like that? It is something I legitimately say to myself once a month for the last, what, 15 years or whatever it is. I will say, it, I will just be walking and just, and just randomly I will use a quote from Mobius that I will just say out loud to myself and it still makes me giggle like a schoolgirl. 5,000 BC. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> better. So much better. But hey, I, um, if, if you want to be our gift or be the, the gift, join our Patreon. Does that work? We did there. Yeah, it works well. Yeah, well. Welcome to some of our new patrons. Uh, Alex Wall. Patrick Paulson. Uh, also, welcome to Samantha Hartman and Chris Thomas. Welcome, everybody. DT. Sammy. DT. CT. Sam. God damn it, Sammy. <laughs> Sam. Steam feelings. Steam feelings. Ah, uh, can't wait till we start our supernatural podcast at the end of Stargate Universe. So we can oh. do. <laughs> Jesus. I'm already telling you I'll tap out at the end of season five. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in. I'm in for 15 seasons of Sam. Dean. Sam. Dean. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Elsewhere, you want to come and check out my shit? I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, look, it's your funeral. So, uh, (laughs) uh, Brennan, where you at? (laughs) I'm at the Bren Gibson on all of them, all of that shit. Shit, yeah, you are. Maddie, where you at? Uh, come and show me your deep research. High pitch, Maddie. <laughs> That's oh. good. That applies to you, Joz. Where can people send yeah. you their deep research? Joz underscore TV at, on Instagram and nothing else. Yeah. That's 
Yeah. That's keeping it mysterious. Oh yeah. You see, only got one photo up. No, I start, I'm, I'm starting to get people actually following me and shit now, so I'm going to start posting that stuff. And plus, I had a friend give me like a message the other day, like quite verbose, like, "Stop posting, TK. What are you doing?" <laughs> okay, I will. Oh, when once Chris Judge's wife started following you, the pressure was on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so much after so, so much deep research, I had to yeah start posting. <laughs> you had to give back to her. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Oh, oh, I forgot I put that photo up. I probably should take that one down. That's probably your best one. Thank you. I'll leave that up. <laughs> that's, that, that's what I meant. I meant I'll leave that one up. Get into geek. I still want to start a podcast just called Gentlemen in Robes or Daddies in Robes and just everyone refers to each other as Daddy. <laughs> You're looking smashing, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Like, and just keep, keep that shit classy. Welcome to Daddies in Robes, where everything and everyone is referred to as Daddy. (laughs) Did you guys catch the episode of Daddy last night? No, it was so Daddy. Yeah, it was so Daddy. Classic Daddy. Daddy does have to speak in the third person. (laughs) Daddy does. Daddy confuses himself along with it. (laughs) 